0: Welcome to the Sometimes Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Butler. I'm joined today by my uh, Sometimes co-host for this inaugural episode, Adam Thorne. Hello. Or as he's known around the world, Thorne. Also Uh, correct. We all call him Thorne. And uh, Thorne uh, and I went to high school together. We've known each other for some time. He's going to be joining. I think it's a very uh, helpful uh, thing to have someone here, as I talk about Sometimes Weekly, since... No one knows what the hell I'm doing. Almost at any given point,
1: I uh, am I the person that knows maybe the most?
0: Uh, it's scattered. I mean, and, and it's still very limited. There's different. <laughs> there's different elements of it that are in different places, uh, and some people know about certain things, while other people know about other things. I, I don't know. You probably know. Well, what do you know? What is sometimes weekly? This is helpful that I don't have to say it.
1: Well, it did start as a. Very occasional blog that you would write various um, politically-themed stories about. And then mm-hmm. there's um, your run-ins with people that wound up in right-wing politics that are just—well, they're, they're, they're bad people. Um, like Donald Trump. Uh, who? <laughs> um, former former host of The Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I, um, I just— I always knew he was going to hire Joan Rivers. Anyway, we should probably not talk the uh, talk ill about the dad. But yeah, um, well, he's still alive. There was there's that. Uh, and then you decided to uh, make this into a media empire. that's right. being launched from the um, thriving metropolis of the Abel Bennett track to the west side of Binghamton, New York.
0: There you go. I mean, you're not you're yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, the as uh, as a. As a High class political pundit. I, I figured it was time to me, time for me to put my stamp on uh, this thing we call American democracy.
1: Well, that and also um, your your humility, oh great one, because you Thank did not you. refer to yourself as Doctor Nick Butler. Well, it's
0: implied. You know, it's and it's in the thumbnail of the of the little podcast thing. So it's sort that, of implied. that shows
1: how much I've checked out the website.
0: <laughs> not good if you're not checking out the website. The website, by the way, is sometimesweekly You can check that out. Uh, thanks for that plug, Thorne. I, I do my best. That was perfect. Well, I thought uh, for a first story, I mean, I, I, the first segment, I was going to talk about democracy and why uh, Sometimes Weekly is sort of tied to that and how I feel about democracy. Um, but I thought maybe we start with what I consider my political origin story, uh, and you were there for it, is when we uh, took a trip to Washington, D.C. Yep. Yeah, we did. In high school. 2010. 2010. 2010. Uh, Millions of gallons of oil were being pumped into the Gulf of Mexico uh, as this happened. Uh, so we went, we take a trip in yep. 2010, April 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't, we're, we, we started this club in high schools because we're nerds. I mean.
1: Oh, absolutely. there would yeah. be no denying that.
0: Yeah. So we started this club, the political science club. And our our entire goal for the organization of this club was to take a trip to Washington, D.C. And along the way, we debated uh, things like, uh, you know, things high schoolers should be debating, like the humanity of dropping the nuclear bomb twice uh, on Japan. I mean, I remember that was a conversation. We definitely taught we did discuss abortion rights. I don't remember At some point. Uh, That was in Doc Hemsick's class.
1: She lives like
0: a block away. So we're a couple minutes into this and Thorne's already doxing us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know what? Uh, or should I
0: say doxing us for Doc Hemsik. Uh So we take this trip down to Washington, D.C. What what happens, Thorne? I mean, what how, what is your recollection? My I mean,
1: recollection is, so there was a... Her, her name is Heather Higginbottom. She, oh boy, let me see if I can get the the office of this correct. She was in the... Was o- she in the OM- CBO, OMB. She was in the OMB. Okay, yeah, which is the
0: Office of Management and Budget.
1: Yes, and she was at that time. Was she the? Uh, no, she was not the assistant director. She was lower, deputy director.
0: So higher. I would. I think that's higher.
1: She was involved. Y- you're
0: around. I mean, you're yeah. You're
1: really like honing she, she, in. She was somewhere in the Obama administration, right? A- and um, she also was a graduate of the same high school that we attended. We're on our way down. She had made a um, she had made a talk at the high school sometime earlier that year. We got in contact with her somehow. And then she got us into the White House. Right. Um, Had to clear security. Had to do all this. And and
0: the the context there is we reach out to her maybe two months before. I mean, I don't know the exact timeline, but we reach out to her maybe two months before. Uh, We don't hear anything until the day before we head down to Washington, D.C. for the trip. And it basically is, give us your social security numbers. And this is 2010. So we wrangle most of the social security numbers except for one of our friends who we just couldn't get a hold of because that's what used it used to be uh because they didn't have a cell phone and i guess if they don't answer their home phone or maybe we didn't want to call i don't know but so we got the final social security number the next day on the bus ride down to washington dc about six hours from uh our address here in binghamton new york which thorn's going to Disclose in any second now.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely!
0: Uh, about a six-hour drive, we we provide the social security numbers, and we get this the word that we're going to have a chance to, to tour the White House last minute. I mean, this is something that takes months to schedule.
1: Yeah, the the initial plan I think was just to go see, let's see, a couple monuments, you know, have a have a lunch, which by the way would have been a terrible trip. I mean, six hours there. Gives us like, but when you're when you're in yeah, high school, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that still would have been a fun All right, time. Well, yeah, here's Thorn, and, thorn and defending
0: the nation's capital is a good tourist attraction. Well, it, I mean, it is. I it's agree. fantastic. I agree.
1: Yeah, and you didn't have to be in school.
0: That well, I mean, that was literally that was it. That was the whole. Yeah, that was the whole
1: thing. And we were on a party bus. That was also. We thought that was would be funny, and it was.
0: It was very. Funny.
1: It was a lot of fun. So we get down and there. I do. I. You know. You know something else. I remember. What's that? Um it was so cold on the bus the way down and the way back that I uh, had a blanket on my legs, and I was uh, made fun of a
0: lot. I assume mostly FDR jokes.
1: Um, I got called a grandma like seven times, but. <laughs> you didn't have to bring this up, but I appreciate it. Uh, the image is great, and an FDR
0: grandmother, you remain.
1: <laughs> that has never changed. Yeah.
0: So we, so we get down there. We walk through a taping of Oprah at the museum.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, it was okay. an
0: anti-texting and driving campaign uh, that was happening there with Gail King. We get back on the party bus, go the short drive down Pennsylvania Avenue uh, toward 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and then we get there for this tour. And what happens after that?
1: Well, it was, as Nick stated earlier president obama was on his way to go to it was either louisiana or mississippi he was going down to the gulf to look at the billions and billions of barrels of oil that were being just dumped into the gulf of mexico uh bp horizon spill correct
0: yeah what was that remember the ceo bp at the time what was that guy's name Uh, bob dudley no tony hayward it was Tony Hayward. You remember the name, Tony Hayward.
1: I, I remember Gordon Hayward. I mean, if we're going to go for, you know, just basketball references from the time. But, no, I, I don't remember Tony okay,
0: Hayward. Okay, so, yes, he's, he's going, and uh, we're on the South Lawn.
1: So, we got whisked <laughs> out to the South Lawn, right. how I kind of remember it. Like, right. oh, he's leaving. And so, we all rushed out there, and somehow, well, maybe not even whisked out there. We were out there before a lot of people, and we were in the yeah. front yeah. So, of this yeah. rope line. yeah, And... I mean, the pictures are still on my Facebook. And out he comes, out comes President Obama, and you know, in his you know, how are you? Good to see you, bomber jacket. Oh, it's good to see
0: you. I'm heading down to uh, the Excel Valdez. And, he's just walking. and no, wait, the, the next one. thing
1: I remember yeah. is you, go, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, and you're you know, you're you're going like that, right? And then he makes like three steps past you, and then I don't know if Heather was behind us or if he saw you. I don't know how you caught his eye. But then he walked over. Oh, I
0: just—I have that look, you know.
1: He said, "Is that Nick Butler?" Is he said, "Is that future?" Oh, right, because fu- you, you had you had met him thirty seven times previously. He
0: said, "Is that future doctor Nick Butler?" And I said, "Come on."
1: A future constitutional law professor, Nick Butler. I said, oh I yes, said, it is. I said, "Come on." So you know, he he, call he me walks Nick. over. You know how you doing? And how I, are you? Good to see you. Uh, he probably said that to all of us. He shook all of our hands. Yeah. Um, I infamously gave him one of the worst handshakes of all time. Yeah. Um, where I grasped like his his index finger and middle finger, right? Because I just I was sh- I was literally shaking. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. this is.
0: Yeah, you, well, you almost blew it. Do you remember that you almost blew it? <laughs> the look you just gave for the podcast listener, Thorn's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Do you, I mean you? You almost blew
1: it. Oh, by missing his hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Yeah. And uh, then he he continued down the line, and I but I was recording at the same time, so right. I hit. I think that's why I, I fumbled.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, and, and, the, why. and
1: the ball hit the deck in that spot. Right, and and then he walked away, and off he flew to probably go to Andrews to go down to uh, the golf. And I just remember the only thing I said after he walked away in very stunned seventeen year old voice with transition lenses for those um, watching at home was just oh my god yeah i couldn't believe i had just met that man and i like stare i remember staring at my hand for like the next two hours yeah and i didn't want to wash it yeah and because we were and i know you were just enamored with his story his politics his rise the whole i I don't even i don't want to i don't want to say cult of personality because that well it it wasn't but it, it wasn't that then right, yeah, it was. So we go from the day
0: before, not even knowing we're going to the White House.
1: It was, it was and it then was the, the a day of experience the day, day of, yeah, we're
0: giving our Social Security number. We walk into an Oprah taping with Gail King. We have no idea what's going on. We get to None. the White House, still don't. We get to the yeah, we get to the White House, and and uh, an intern had told me and uh, our friend John. Basically, we're going to watch the, the president's helicopter take off from the South Lawn. And, and either I or John asked, uh, some would say John or I asked, uh, or John or me. See, I never learned this stuff.
1: But one of us asked. John or myself.
0: Oh, dear fucking Lord. Uh, one of us asked, you know, is the president going to be there? And, and she, she said, I don't know if she actually said this or this is just my sort of punchline. She said, well, it's his helicopter. Right, so of course he's going to be there. Uh, Yeah, I remember basically the same thing. Uh, He walks out and uh, waves, and I did say Mr. President. I don't think that's why he walked over. He saw Heather Higginbottom. I'm
1: pretty sure that's probably why. You think it's me? No. Oh, Heather Higginbottom. (laughs) Yeah, I was going
0: to say, I I agree. (laughs) Hey, Mr. President! Uh, No, he walked over for Heather. He walked down the rope line, and then, again, this is my, uh, I sort of tag it, but he gets to you, and you can hear me say it because I was also recording a video, Out loud to you, extend your hand. I said, extend your hand. And you didn't, you motherfucker. (laughs) You almost blew it. I was just thinking about this last night. And if he hadn't, uh, you know, because this is my political origin story. This is really what I think of. And in my mind, it's like if he walks away there and doesn't come back, you know, I think I'm in a, in a, uh, a ditch down by the river at this point.
1: No, I... I Still think...
0: was thinking about politics, by the way, but, I, you know, I'd be a QAnon guy.
1: But no, no, I th- I think you probably would have um, been the deputy director of Newt Gingrich's 2012 run.
0: Well, I did, I, you know, I really liked his uh, stance on space exploration. So, uh, he gets to you and you, you didn't have your hand out, like you said, you were recording at the same time, and so, and overwhelmed. I mean, here comes the Completely over. Yeah, and I, it totally, you know, that's the correct response, I think. Uh, so he started to walk away, and that's when I just, like, lunged my arm out, said, Mr.
1: President. I do recall that. Yeah, yes. so Mr.
0: President, and then he, t- he turns right back around, gets to you, goes to Lincoln, our friend in between us, mm-hmm. hits me. Uh, he doesn't hit me. He shakes my hand. Uh, shakes my hand, uh, yeah, and then and then pivots away, uh, and same thing, euphoria of, like, what the hell just happened? What are we doing?
1: I just think it, it's so crazy to think that we met president obama in that fashion
0: it's it, i mean it's a it's it's the story you want right a, a yeah. class in upstate new york takes a trip to the white house and meets you know barack obama the the first african-american president the on the south of the free world leader of the free world on the south lawn of the white house noted, unexpectedly
1: noted drone enthusiast
0: noted drone enthusiast yes he's a big fan of uh he, he killed two American citizens with drones. That's a thing people don't talk about. Anyway, uh, that's a thing he did. But he also, relatively good president. I mean, stable oh, presidency yeah. uh, and uh, good guy, meant well. Uh, <laughs> meant well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now, now we have someone like... Now, now we have someone in there, uh, you know, like Joe Biden, who's really just uh, such a good president and is doing everything right and has gotten... Nothing wrong. It's actually very impressive. Uh, so that's the political origin story.
1: Oh, I okay. We're gonna leave, we're gonna just let that comment just just well just let it fester for the next yeah and uh, and ferment
0: yeah let it ferment. Uh, I do mean every word I just said. I know uh, you do. That's, and that's
1: the that's the so, so
0: that's that's the that's my Nick Butler's political origin story. And
1: wait a second, Chris Matthews was on Morning Joe this morning. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen to that in the shower. Yeah. It, <laughs>
0: Uh, that was my impression of Chris Matthews laughing. If that, if that if this stays in,
1: we'll see. If you if if our listeners didn't know that,
0: maybe not the. I mean,
1: maybe maybe not our maybe, our it, maybe it's time to subscribe to the Patreon for you know $10. <laughs> $10. 99 a month, and we can give you you know refresher courses or remedial courses to to get you up to speed on you know what left wing. Politics is who's Chris Matthews like things. Yeah, like who that. is Chris Matthews? What did he do?
0: Why is he not on TV? Why is Thorn happy to see him? Right. What is
1: Thorne ignoring? Who was Tip O'Neill? I mean, it's
0: really perfect timing that I'm defending Joe Biden and here you are defending Chris Matthews,
1: <laughs> and we're both just digging great different graves. Ab- absolutely. And um, so this well, is it's, a f- just, it's, it's mainly because of the uh, um, upstate New York rocky by soil. The way,
0: total. I mean, this has nothing to do with anything, but in further defense of Joe Biden, you remember the Tara Reid allegations and, and uh, of sexual uh, oh, yeah. harassment or assault uh, mm-hmm. from Joe Biden against a former Senate st- staffer, Tara Reid. Do you know what she's up to these days? No. She's a citizen of Russia. She defected. She left. <laughs> and I, I mean, this is one of those things I read and I'm like, why are we not talking about this every single day that someone who, you know, made an accusation which should be taken seriously and and, and all the way Oh, absolutely yeah then defected to russia and i'm not i'm not allowed to say russia 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 i mean come on
1: i i wish i wish the cameras all seven of them that are pointed at us right now um for the definitely unreleased first podcast could see my eyes when i was looking at uh a dr butler when you said that she was a citizen of Russia, because I had no idea, and I was very taken aback.
0: Yeah. yeah, citizen of Russia, she defected. She she is Edward Snowden Jr., that's what I call her. I think they're happily in, uh, engaged and uh, doing whatever, I don't know, traitors to this country do. Uh, Edward Snowden, by the way, I appreciate... Whittling
1: nesting down. I, <laughs> I think that's Russia-phobic, but I appreciate... Uh, Maybe, I appre- they'd be they'd be Russo-phobic. Okay. You have a doctor. We, okay.
0: we have a linguist here. We have a linguist. Is that the right word, or should I be saying linguini Alfredoist? <laughs> <laughs> Defected to Russian, I'm not allowed to say that there's Russian collusion happening because people get upset and they go, oh, there he goes again. Anyway, uh, so that's the origin story. That Barack Obama story is the origin story of, of, of my sort of political... I, I sort of see that as when I decided... You know, oh, okay. I'm really committing to this bit of uh, active citizenry. How about that? That sounds it, nice. One,
1: one of one of the longest bits a person has has probably ever done is me doing this. Yeah, I mean, now we're coming yeah. up on 14 years now.
0: Yeah, uh, I've met two presidents. I've been sued by another. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've actively avoided ever speaking with Bill
1: Clinton. I can tell you that.
0: And, and history has remembered me well for it.
1: <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, you <laughs> chastised me for voting for um, a person of the GOP for a city council seat. Uh,
0: no, no. I chastise you for voting for two.
1: I didn't vote for two city councilors.
0: I thought... Okay. I thought you voted no, for... No,
1: one was a city judge. Uh, okay, so
0: two members of the grand old party, which how... Which how what What is the GOP up to We'll get into that later. Again, we're talking about threats to democracy, and actually, that's a great segue. The Republican Party... Um, I, I'll say, so that's the political origin story of Nick Butler's meeting Barack Obama. Yes. I'm now sort of crafting what is the origin story of Sometimes Weekly. And so we obviously have the Trump lawsuit, and I'll, I'll tell that full story at some point, or the threatening of a Trump lawsuit, 2015, March 2015, months before the golden escalator... When there's very good people, I assume, on both sides. No, wait, that's much later. That's, that is
1: much, much later. Year, that is 27th. That, that, year that is post-Charlottesville.
0: What did he He said, uh, and some, I assume,
1: some, I assume, are good people, okay? Yeah. He, um, well, and the people that he paid to be in that audience then applauded.
0: You know who was there? Uh, a friend of mine
1: was there. Uh, oh. Yeah, you got it. I I think I figured and, it uh, out.
0: There's, there's I'm going to leave this in because there's people listening who also just figured it out. And uh, you're right. It's who you're thinking. So, uh, if you don't know, I'm, I apologize. Uh, but did you get the Fazig Tipton book?
1: <laughs> so, I don't know what All that All of this is unusable. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But it's, we're still rolling. Oh, yeah, I, I, which think, would be funnier if we kept that in. I, well, some of this
0: stays, some of it goes. Oh, absolutely. I, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> at the end of this, I'm
0: deleting your track, so it's just me talking <laughs> to myself. So I'm trying to figure out the, the the political origin story of sometimes weekly. You have the Trump uh, cease and desist demand from the Trump organization, threatening a lawsuit months before he runs for president. Hilarious. I mean, obviously that's a hilarious event in my life. I mean, it was one of the best bits I've ever really committed to. Was that
1: absolutely? Instance. And I, th- I think when we do explore that, I I'll I'll, ha- I'll have some not necessarily trolling questions. Oh, they yeah. might be perceived as trolling questions, that's okay. but to try to get to the bottom of it vis-a-vis yeah the just the circus chris matthews is still on our television by the way yeah. um
0: we're, we're gonna need to limit distractions for this guy as we it, continue the
1: podcast it had happened your trump or the trump origin story yeah for you vis-a-vis the characters that popped up in the first trump as they would say the first trump ministry
0: right yeah i mean it's been an ongoing a weirdly ongoing saga uh and it and it's it's just funny. I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, a lot of people know if you're friends with me that weird things happen to me that uh, are all sort of related to my interests and to politics and to presidents and to the the other the other so that's the I would say that the Trump lawsuit is, has become or I've sort of formed it into cuz it's not actually accurate to say I started this after uh, the lawsuit. I had started sometimes weekly about two months before, or actually I think about a month before I got the cease and desist from the Trump organization. But I'm tying that into the the origin story sometimes weekly. I think it's a good thing. I, it was one of the first things I wrote about. Yes. Getting the lawsuit, then there was a, peri- a waiting period. Was what's going to happen? Right. L- literally, here's a cease. Sorry, not a lawsuit. I should say cease and desist. You know, I published it. I wrote back, and eventually I ended up getting a check from the now uh, or soon-to-be-defunct Trump organization based on the civil lawsuits that are pending. Uh, Did you
1: cash that check?
0: I did. I did mobile deposit, so I still have the check. Uh, Uh, That was a thing then. That was a thing. It was just, and so that was a question I was getting a lot at the time, uh, and a lot of people were very happy that mobile deposit had uh, A lot of people were telling me, uh, uh, dozens of people were telling me, We're so happy that mobile deposit exists. Uh, So you can keep that check. I am very
1: happy that mobile deposit exists.
0: So that's that's starting in 2015. So in 2023, I've obviously shifted. This is a more serious thing that's happening, and I'm taking it more seriously.
1: Uh, Summers, As as evidenced by you wearing a suit jacket. Right now.
0: Currently, I'm wearing a suit jacket Mm. to kind of get me into the mentality of, of talking into a microphone. So... I'm trying to figure out what is the origin story of this decision. And obviously, I mean there are things that have gone into this a lot, but I like to have a one sort of a one uh, thing I can point to. It's just it's just I think it's good for storytelling. And I am going to point for the reason why I'm positioning sometimes weekly as a thing that's going to uh, stand in defensive democracy, which is a very uh, small uh, the the small thing I could do is try to defend American democracy. Eventually
1: it won't be a small thing. So well, that's the idea. Yeah.
0: And I've, I've decided, I mean, that, and I actually think this is, I do think this is true. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to lie about a story or make up a, a fake story. In August of 2022, I went to a Joe Biden campaign event in Rockville, Maryland. Uh, it was actually his first campaign event of the 2022 midterm season. And so if you think back, this was when, uh, Republicans and the establish Republicans and the establishment media were talking about the the forecoming red wave, which did not materialize as
1: we all can recall. No, it didn't materialize. It was a tsunami. It,
0: it was a reverse tsunami. Uh, historically, uh, Joe Biden, uh, as president, uh, did something that. I think it was something like governor, like the most governors elected in a midterm election for a president uh, since the 1960s, or something. And then there was the least House seats lost since the 1930s. Some some things like that. In 2022, you know, Biden is one of the few people going out there and actually saying to people what's happening, which is there is a growing uh, uh, movement in the Republican Party. Uh, of extremists, political extremists that are different than the conservatives that you maybe remember from even you know well now it's maybe ten years ago, um, and made the case to the American people that democracy was part of this uh, this midterm election in 2022, um, and and I think an important context too is that it you know a couple months earlier the Dobbs decision had leaked and also I think by August it had already been released maybe in June. So Biden, so Biden sort of enters this midterm election With uh, low popularity ratings Which he maintains to this day uh, And in August 2022 This was uh, uh, He had started relatively strong I think in his first couple months People were generally happy As he gets a honeymoon period of course But then he ran into some issues Where he was trying to pass uh, His legislative agenda And was running in by this Into the summer of 2022 Had run up against a lot of different things And then from Uh, The summer and just before uh, The election ends up getting Infrastructure done And uh, I think the Chips Act Is is in there Uh, The Burn Pit uh, Military uh, Act So suddenly this barrage Of legislative accomplishments For for a president who uh, Had gotten some stuff done But maybe hadn't achieved What he was hoping
1: to Well and it also This country hadn't seen Legislation passed in How many years? Right Right, it, 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 and so that—that's a—that's that's sort of the
0: context. And so this Biden event, August twenty twenty two, Rockville, Maryland. Uh, I decide I'm going to go to this thing. I, I I think you know I still am a bit of a nerd, and when a president speaks, I do like to go watch. I think it's a fun experience mm-hmm. or or interesting experience. And uh, I I do I also extend. I mean, he is old, but uh, he seems like oh, a, we'll
1: talk about that. He
0: seems like a genuinely uh, nice person or a decent person, I should say. And obviously, yes. there's context to. Individual decisions. Oh God, I'm like the U Penn president now. I'm gonna get. Oh I'm just talking about context. Uh, but uh, so I go to this event, and in this speech, uh, again, his first campaign midterm campaign event, which a lot of Democrats at the time were saying he shouldn't even be out there. He's so unpopular. He shouldn't be out there. But obviously, he's he's going to the state of Maryland. He's not like in some battleground area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Larry Hogan, the former governor of Maryland, who was a Republican, had. Refused to endorse the Republican nominee in Maryland for being so extreme. He's not going to endorse them. And uh, Biden at this campaign event uh, says privately that the MAGA movement is semi-fascism. So this is when he made the comment that really caught people, uh, and he was later asked uh, on the tarmac, uh, or rather the South Lawn, actually walking out to the to Marine One, that
1: very same South Lawn, that, that same we were on.
0: South Lawn that we were on, and met Barack Obama. Uh, he was asked, "What what did you mean by semi-fascism?" And with his aviators on, he turned to the journalist and smirked, and he said, "You know what I mean," which is classic Joe Biden. And for oh, the yes. listener. Uh, Adam Thorne is laughing quietly. <laughs> uh, for once, he decided a silent laugh because he doesn't want to give Joe Biden any goddamn credit, uh, like, oh, like geez, you and everyone else in this country.
1: Okay.
0: Joe Biden's a bad guy. No, so uh, so I'm at that campaign event, and this is how this is now what I'm deciding. Sort of the origin story of why sometimes Weekly has to be taken seriously. So Biden says, and he's repeated this hundreds of times since, and probably had said it before. But this is where I'm latching on to, not the semi-fascism thing. That he's only said once, and I wish he would say it so much more. He says, he says this in the speech that I'm, I'm watching.
2: I'll close with this. We're at a serious moment in our nation's history. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace, embrace political violence. They don't believe in democracy. This is why, in this moment, those of you who love this country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA republics are destroying America. <clears throat> we, the people, are the first words of our Constitution. And we, the people, will still determine the destiny of America. If we, the people, stand together, we will prevail as we, the people.
0: I think he lost it towards the end there. But the, 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 the sentiment, well, that's usually The sentiment yeah. is really what I, I think is important. That is, if people recognize the threats that are happening, they should take any action that they can in order to, to stand up against it And here I am uh, As uh, my hero Morning Joe says Morning Joe Scarborough I just fell off The turnip truck Right
1: I'm just a country lawyer
0: I'm just a country lawyer And I, I, I'm just a, a country uh, Doctor of education Like I just sort of Fell into this But I have a platform I, I got to use the platform And I think Telling the story Of why democracy, democracy Is under threat Is really About telling a story And, and having uh, I think Some fun with it Because at the end of the day, there are more of us than them. Uh, them, being, oh, oh, absolutely. Them being the fascists or yeah. the extremists on the right, and one of these extremists is a man by the name of Roger Stone, complete traitor. I'm going to message him right now. So last week, I, I sort of gave the background. Uh, of the Roger Stone situation. But I, I had uh, requested a cameo from him. He very kindly uh, spoke uh, nice of Sometimes Weekly and said it's a fine publication, and, and Nick Butler's Which a, it is. a fine guy. It is. I and, both... and That is also true. Right. And, and, and then he actually gave, t- to his credit, again, I keep saying that. I said it last While I said again. Very nice guy. He's in this context.
1: Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Talk about context
0: again. In this context, very nice guy. He gave me advice, uh, for, even for my newsletter, of how to how to spread it. Uh, and he sort of said, you need to get in with like the the establishment people and have them share it among themselves and suddenly you're, you're an influencer.
2: Now, my advice to you is to put together an excellent email list of uh, elites uh, and other influencers, those uh, in the donor class, those in the political class, uh, those uh, in the media, uh, and to blast your work to them three or four times a week. Uh, before long, you will find people will be posting your links and you will be enormously successful so very good luck to nick butler uh and the folks at sometimes weekly so basically uh
0: he did the cameo and then i asked him if he wanted to do an interview he didn't respond so then i asked him again and i said you know but just so you know i do think you're a traitor uh because i want i don't i'm not trying to you know Blitz at it I'm not trying to Get anyone off the cuff I want them to know no, right What I'm we, doing we I'm not want, trying to trick people We want
1: this Well this felon Right To know The the crimes that he's committed Against this country Right And it's people And it's people So I said You know I do think You're a traitor to the country
0: uh, But would you like to do An interview And he, he did uh, He did not respond Or he finally responded After five days And said funny I consider you A traitor to our country Why don't you say it publicly So I can sue you Pissant uh, and then about a month... Roger
1: Stone is a traitor to this country. Roger
0: Stone is a traitor to this country. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, and also my opinion. Just in case... And some opinions are fact. Yes, that is true. Just in case this is all alleged. Uh, no, he's definitely a traitor. Confident of it. So he said, funny, I consider you a traitor to a country. Why don't you say it publicly so I can sue you? And I said about a month later, so that's a no to the interview. Right. So I'm going to send now... Uh, I, I put it to a poll... Of what I should have Responded next And tens of
1: people Voted
0: Tens of people voted uh, Every one of our Listener lined up And exercised Their right to vote On my Instagram story That only uh, You know Four people see Every week Which is fine uh, To those four people I see you I hear you uh, And appreciate you uh, And please donate To the Patreon <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, You're plugging So uh, I'm about to message Roger Stone uh, The winning The uh, uh, response which is more like Roger Pebble
1: that was Not the one I voted for
0: yeah uh, but I'm just gonna say more like Roger Pebble Pebble in all caps and we're just gonna send it I did decide uh, more like Roger Pebble I have the R and Roger Capitalized and I have the entire Word Pebble capitalized I'm Keeping the M and more Lowercase so it's more so it seems Like I'm yeah, so okay I'm a casual guy Right, but I am deciding. Well, we are we're casual guys. I'm deciding to put Pebble in all caps, so I'm going to send that now. And it does say for the so that's a note of the interview. It does say seen by Roger Stone. So I'm going to send more like Roger Pebble. I am paying three dollars to send this message.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, where's
0: lining the pockets of.
1: I feel like I feel like I should I should cover these costs for you. No, no, that's okay. I but I I, I feel bad
0: for me having to spend three dollars
1: to. To communicate with a traitor?
0: All right. So I just I sent more like Roger Pebble. It's been sent. So we'll follow up there hopefully next week. Uh, and, and so that is that is a bit of the origin story. You get the Barack Obama story. You get the Joe Biden uh, in Maryland story. You get the Roger Pebble uh, update. Uh, that message has been sent. Hopefully we can I can get you an update there uh, on the next episode of the Sometimes Weekly Podcast.
1: Um, episode it, 2 of 3700.
0: And at this point... Uh, we're going we're gonna to switch over into another segment. We're going to move away from uh, American democracy and Joe Biden and uh, Barack Obama and uh, Chris Matthews' uh, impressions. Uh, and we're going to move over to uh, a segment that Adam Thorne will be doing. Uh, a segment, I think, to be named or maybe named, uh, but he'll be speaking to us about uh, the United Kingdom. I'm just going to keep it broad. I think that that's probably the best way to put it, right? You're going to be just talking about the United Kingdom?
1: in in some in some context yes
0: uh british politics and so i should <laughs> have to cue the listener
1: in at some point and somewhere there's probably a music cue that, that would be somewhere in here and that brings us to the next segment
0: here with adam thorne uh it's time
1: for the british invasion
0: it's time for the british invasion uh and uh yeah, I mean, tell me, tell me about why why is it that you are interested in uh, British politics in all things
1: Britain? This, and and this is this is all true. What what's about to be disseminated and discussed? It's all your fault. My fault. It, it is literally all your fault that you like yes Britain yes. I, I me by the way staunch American. I'm I'm defending. I mean, not Roger. Pebble. As, as am I. You can hear from the sound of my voice that I am indeed. American.
0: <laughs> you almost became British there when you said that, though. <laughs> I am indeed American. <laughs> All
1: right. So it, it's my fault. It, yes, it, it is Dr. Butler's fault, and this is back when he was just Nick. Um, <laughs> it, I believe it was also in 2010. I, I don't remember the exact timeline of it. Okay. But you sent me a link, a YouTube link, of the debate of... I. I believe it was the two thousand and seven Queen's Speech debate, and this is what I found out later. Sure, um, I just clicked on it, and it was David Cameron as leader of the opposition. Okay, as leader of the Conservatives.
0: So, 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 so this is the the House of uh, it was at the Commons. House of Commons. Yes, it was so in the House the of House Commons. of Commons.
1: Uh, That's it, the one with the green benches.
0: Green benches, sort of set up uh, like a small indoor stadium. Does that make sense? How, it, how would it, oh, you describe yes, it?
1: Yes, it is. You. Know, you know, front bench to front bench away is two sword lengths, right? So that from the, the, from the red line, right. in in the House of Commons, right.
0: And then there's a speaker who kind of maintains, uh, keeps, order. yeah, maintains yes. order over things, and well, then, attempts to. And then the prime minister is there to take questions from the opposition and from their party, and there's just a dialogue or a discussion. Yeah, a yeah debate. There,
1: there's actual there's actual dialogue. Yes, yeah. I, I think also probably based upon the structure of how that room is constructed. Right, Because you're... Well, kind of like how to. we're facing each other right, right. now and right. say that I, for this hypothetical, I'd be David Cameron and you're right. Gordon Brown. And
0: in this hypothetical, I'm wearing a suit and let's say you're wearing a wig.
1: I am wearing a wig. <laughs> I'm also wearing... Yeah. Um, not Red House of Lords robes, but the... Um, I made it as a Halloween costume some years ago yeah, and also reprised it this year because I just didn't invest the time to make yeah. a Halloween costume. So to cue
0: the listener in as we introduce Adam Thorne's British Invasion. There, be, there,
1: there should be pictures of this also. We'll find a to way to do on, that. On, yeah, you know, Probably for the
0: Patreon. Yeah. Well, pro- oh, you're really, you really know how uh, that stuff works, although you're just giving me a lot of work. Uh, so, and money. So to cue the, the listener in, Adam Thorne's uh, British Invasion uh, will be a recurring segment. We'll talk about British politics, and we're going to get back to... Uh, well, we'll get back uh, to the origin How, story. how this is my yes. fault, but yes. he, he is wearing, this is true... Uh, a wig, like mm-hmm. a like a white sort of uh, George Washington wig for our American listeners, but you might describe it
1: as. Oh uh, no, it is more of a George Washington wig because I didn't want to spend the money to get one of the actual like British. Now, what would wigs. a British one look like? The, the the curls would be much smaller, and they'd be closer to the head, and this this yeah. wouldn't be as white. It would be more of a cream colored because they smoke a lot, right? Uh, uh, well, no, because this wasn't theirs. Are you know mass produced in Vietnam?
0: So he's wearing a wig and a robe, <laughs> and the reason uh, he's wearing a wig and a robe is we've decided that- uh, That's
1: probably one of our better decisions, too.
0: He's going to wear this until the Sometimes Weekly podcast, or Sometimes Weekly in some capacity, can uh, receive an interview with a, a Lord, a, a member of the House of Lords, Yes, and I've decided it is going to be a House of Lords, a, a, a Lord of Parliament. Because uh, Commons, uh, I mean, come on, anyone can go talk to a member of the House of Commons. I mean, that's that's yes. literally like throw a rock, you're going to hit unless, a member of the House of Commons, unless. What it's Jason, Jacob Jacob Rees Mogg or something? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I, I don't I, I, don't think I, I would get very mad at Jacob Rees Mogg. He's he's funny to um, mock and imitate like as a sideshow. Yeah, here, here his here, politics he, are abhorrent and gross.
0: Here's a clip of J- Jacob Rees Mogg, so you know who we're talking about.
1: Mr. Speaker, what was it that the late Earl of Beaconsfield said of Mr. Um, Gladstone? A prolix rhetorician inebriated by the exuberance of his own verbosity. I would not dream of saying such a thing about the right honourable lady. Let me return. So he's wearing, so,
0: so yeah, so Thorne is wearing this wig, this robe. We're going to try to get a, uh, an interview. This will be recurring. Be really so we'll funny be
1: funny if it was Lord Cameron.
0: We'll be mentioning this again. Lord David Cameron, former British Prime Minister who once uh,
1: walked past me. Uh, and and current foreign secretary. And current former... Current... Current for foreign... Foreign... <laughs> current foreign secretary. Secretary
0: uh, of uh, the 10 Downing Street. Is that what people say?
1: Oh, uh, and just a Rushi Sunak's foreign minister. So I send
0: in this link, and yeah. uh, it's resulted in 13 years later, he's now sitting in front of me wearing a robe uh,
1: mm-hmm. and a wig. So I send this the link. Other, the other part of this is that I have never been to Britain.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, Sad. I've only been through an airport there, but
1: uh, I've been to... Was I, it Stanstead? You know,
0: I, I have been to Ireland, which I feel like you might claim as part of Britain. No. Oh, oh,
1: mm. <laughs> oh well, well, that's that. That'll be episode 30 yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> um, so Nick sends me this link. I watch it. And if you've never watched House of Commons debate, it is very much more lively than... American House of Representatives debate or even, you know, Senate debate is even more boring than that. Um, you know, they laugh, they point, they holler, they jeer at each other as they're talking and trying to make political arguments. And at the same time, they're attempted to be, these members, I should say, are attempted, how would you say that? Well, the Speaker is trying to control them. In a very British, it's a bit, of showmanship, way. It's a bit of, showmanship. A of
0: showmanship. It's a bit of showmanship. It's it's uh, you know some of it is sort of uh, performative, certainly. Yeah, yes. Uh, but then, there, but there
1: are moments, as you would expect in most debates, that things get serious. Yeah, very serious and very heated and very passionate. Because, as you said, Doctor Neck, it is a uh, political debate. I watch this. I however long the video was. And then I watched another one and then watched another one and another and another and another and this is still happening. Of these House
0: of Common debates.
1: Yes, and then it, it brought it spread into the House of Lords, and then I started finding out, you know, you know, what's this person in a robe doing standing and at the time the speaker was Michael Martin and he was out I, I like
0: that you paused as if I was gonna be like, Oh yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, he died, you know.
0: Uh didn't even know he was sick.
1: <laughs> well, well done. Well, that that was well done. Yeah. I like I like that you. one a lot. Shout out Norm McDonald. Yeah, it's oh, a Norm McDonald joke. Um, and so because I think it was very the juxtaposition. I think had something to do with it as well. Because specifically in in that the origin clip. Yeah. Michael Martin stands up, and he, um, he's from Northern Ireland. He's from Belfast. Sure. And so he'd stand up, and he wasn't really fleet of foot. He, he was an old guy. And he's just order, order, order. Let the honorable gentleman speak. The honorable, uh, you know, sure. it, no, nothing, nothing for, just, o- I'll make the decisions. Order, order. And then he'd just sit back down. He, he never really said anything. And I was like, "This is hysterical,
0: yeah, and it's different. I mean, I think that's a big thing, especially I, yes. you're in high school, you know American politics very well, like whether or not we admit Barack Obama, I don't know, but you know you it know was our all government that same time. yeah, you know you know the government, you understand how it works, and it's American politics i mean for as uh for its complexities in the way of like the electoral college, the debate side of things is very mundane and very, very straightforward, land, yes. So you see this uh, very different way of approaching things. It helps that they're British, so it's sort of entertaining in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the British... The
1: accents. The, the so, accents you
0: know. are, you know, we think they're smarter than us. But then to see them kind of going at each other, you're like, oh, this is a whole different level. I've never seen two British people... Uh Yelled argue in this same way. Yes. Well a uh, man in a wig sits above that. Was he wearing
1: a wig at the time? No, Michael Martin did not wear a he wig. He was the first, I think, uh, No, no, no. <laughs> I gave it a shot. No, well wow. He Our was the or- third he was the third. No, he was the second. The last one to wear the wig <laughs> during all <laughs> debates. Was Speaker Bernard Wetherill.
0: I, I, well, I just want you to know, the last one to wear the wig is maybe the name of this
1: episode. <laughs> is, 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 was Speaker Bernard Well, the, the last
0: one really to wear the wig was Adam Thorne, who's sitting across from me wearing a wig.
1: And then of he was succeeded by, I would argue, and you would probably vehemently defend me, my personal hero. Sure. Miss Betty Boothroyd.
0: Uh, you think I would defend this decision? Yeah. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think there's a I adore her. I think uh John Burke Bert- uh, First of all, we we she has passed on, so we shall not speak ill of her, but I was not speaking ill of her before that. You,
0: you, know, you you've been uh, I think you sort of adopted Betty Boothroyd as a grandmother figure in your life, a British yes. grandmother figure. You said yes way too seriously.
1: I'll I'll, I'll contribute to this. Okay. Um, when my when my grandmother turned 90 they, um, one of my aunts had made this, um, a photo slideshow, video slideshow ish type thing, you know, documenting all these various events in, in her life. And, you know, uh, Gram- grandma, Thorne's, you know, she's still kicking. She's Gobble still us. With us, yeah. yeah.
0: She did. She had that stint, the 10 year stint as the speaker of the house of commons.
1: She looked in my, the pictures. Yeah. She looked very similar. Oh, wow. So to okay. Betty Booth. How about and that? I, I, and this is, this is me standing there like two years ago being like, yeah, oh my, yeah. So oh. okay. So you maybe... So maybe there's there's a little you know psychology there. <laughs> yeah.
0: My I mean my favorite uh, speaker of the House of Commons oh, yeah. is John Burkow Oh da. Yeah. John John Burkow, who, uh who is oh uh, Not only still alive, but I, I think is in the twilight of his life. I mean this guy. The twilight. The twi- Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean that you're saying he's dying. <laughs> no, I thought twilight is isn't twilight like it's a good part of before death. That's probably fair. That's where he is.
1: Was Don Rickles' Twilight that? Great? Don
0: Rickles' Twilighted started in
1: 1963 uh, with the Kennedys. <laughs> Don, Don Rickles, noted noted defender of the two gun theory. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's a, the Italian mob probably made him
0: uh, take that stance. But uh, so John Burka, who's still alive, uh, and, and in fact has very kindly recorded a 10 minute cameo he roasting spoke to me, roasting Adam Thorne, uh, no one requested, but he just made this himself. Very strange. Um. So Betty
1: Boothroyd. So, yes, Betty Boothroyd. So that's that's your favorite speaker, and is and a powerful woman. Okay. That, okay. That wow. was there was also there was that part of it too. Sure. Like to watch because she's controlling very effectively too. Yeah. A room, ninety to ninety-five percent men. Yeah. And just like old crusty Tory men, mostly, especially right. in the, in the right. well, and yeah, for our listeners, t- t- yes. Tor-
0: Tories are the conservatives.
1: Yes, okay, they're the same color blue as the uh, microphone covers we're talking into. That
0: really should help the people that are listening to this understand uh, understand what you're talking about. Yes,
1: well, we, we're speaking into Tory blue mics, um, <laughs> 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 um, and and she h- held no punches. I right, mean, she. And I have watched all of the Betty Boothroyd content on YouTube, yeah, multiple times,
0: which is alarming. I don't see. And that. you're saying this is my fault because I did send you. It's one, your fault because you started it. I sent one link in 2010 yes. with a clip that I found. Funny. I mean, I, I find it funny, and I do watch from time to time the yeah. Br- the British. I see what they're up to. Um. So how? So and then yeah,
1: it it went past politics, and I. I love British culture,
0: such as what is British culture? Because for me, it's uh, dry cookies uh, and uh, tea. Well,
1: um, and that where was that was the, that
0: was the nicest thing I could have said. By the way,
1: <laughs> and and a dentist on every corner. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't, look. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um, I'm an avid uh, Premier League football, soccer, okay, watcher. Leicester City. Yeah, who. Famously won the title, the Premier League title at 5,000. And the host
0: odds. of NBC Nightly News.
1: Leicester. Oh. God.
0: <laughs> God damn it. So Leicester City is your is your adopted team.
1: Yeah, It was my adopted team. But I, I must defend myself. I've, I've stayed a supporter of Leicester City. Right. Uh, despite the fact that they did get relegated last year. They got relegated to the championship. That doesn't sound good. No, it was not good. And it, uh, th- there's... We can talk about um, in a future British invasion uh, sure. segment yeah. about the possible lawsuit that um, Leicester and Southampton and uh, Leeds United have, will have against Everton, but that's a whole other that's a whole other yeah. issue. St- stay, stand to be back exploring. and stand
0: by for that. Stand back and
1: stand by. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you. Very well know that I love the game show Only Connect, and I have showed it to many of yeah. my friends. Did it's, I show you? Did I show you that? I, I, I you may have. It's a blur. It, it's yeah, a blur. it is a blur. I I've showed.
0: Only Connect is a. Uh, it's uh, I, I explain it as uh, in America we have Jeopardy. Uh, in In this show is sort of like British Jeopardy. If it was nothing like Jeopardy and ten times harder.
1: Yeah, and drier, and just everything. Yeah, it. it how do you describe that oh you have to make sequences like yeah okay but I mean the at this point you, make no sense you,
0: you can explain I mean there's an uh, there's one game in it that's now just the New York Times connections game they just lifted it uh from the the wall uh is what this... I
1: think well but the thing is well when did the New York Times connections start
0: uh a couple months ago yeah so a year ago.
1: the New York Times stole it from yeah it's totally it lifted yeah definitely yeah. lifted yeah it's it's a lot of uh lateral thinking a lot of lateral thinking I and Nick and I have watched it together many times. Yeah. And if one of us gets one of the questions right per episode, we're very proud of ourselves. Yeah, it's it's a huge accomplishment. except for the missing vowels round. You can get yourself through the missing vowels. Yeah, yeah.
0: Round. yeah, yeah. The the missing vowels round uh, is when you, Americans feel right at home. It's like, oh, finally a game for us, uh, something we can participate in. Uh, until there's a word with a uh, O U involved, <laughs> in which in case the vowels are yeah, missing, so there is no O-U. Yeah, you're just yeah. It's just it's no good, but. Uh, only connected. Very good game. Uh, uh, what both, al- what else? What else? We're
1: both "Would I Lie to You" fans.
0: David Mitchell, uh, Lee oh, Mack. David Mitchell, uh, yep. they're, they're fantastic With there. Jimmy Carr.
1: Jimmy Carr. Uh, Countdown. I love Countdown. Countdown. Uh, and I even I even watch regular Countdown.
0: Yes. So Countdown. Oh, not even at, Not
1: even eight out of ten. So cats so does what? Countdown. What I lie to you
0: is a comedic show. They tell stories, and you have to. Uh, there's a panel that has to decide whether or not it's a lie. They spin yarns. They spin yarns. Uh, and who's the host of? Would I lie to you? Rob Bryden. Rob Bryden. I don't think I ever knew his last name. Oh, he's Welsh. Oh. That,
1: oh he's that's, wealthy. That's
0: um. Scandalous. So that's <laughs> so that's what I Lie to you. They tell stories, and then Countdown is a math and Anagrams.
1: Vocabulary,
0: anagrams uh, game.
1: It's arithmetic and anagrams. That's literally the entire game show. And then
0: there's a, a a comedy version of that as well. 8 Out of 10 Cats does Countdown. 8 Out of 10 Cats is also a different show. So so this is Thorne's specialty.
1: is understanding what makes... Also R.I.P. Sean Locke.
0: What makes... Oh, fantastic player uh, in Hysterical. In, in so funny.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually really sad that he, uh, he passed on.
0: Uh, well he's uh, Him and Betty Boothroyd Are looking down Smiling upon you In this moment Wearing your British outfit
1: It's about all I need I think I could probably Die in peace now
0: Yeah you've got Your father figure And your grandmother figure
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking down on you yep.
0: Meanwhile your father And grandmother Are doing fine They're here yeah, on they're earth doing, They're doing just fine <laughs> Yes um, So it's you, you you just keep up with british i mean what's what's happening in the world of britain right now what's what's been uh, a sort of a recent house of uh, commons situation or what's the current controversy what should we keep uh, tabs on if the listener here is interested in uh, understanding a little bit more about our friends across the pond
1: the the rishi sunak government is is who's that he's the prime minister where does he live oh he lives at town downing street okay
0: and and uh, do they have a, a a cat at 10 downing street
1: they did at, at some point. The Chief
0: Mouser. They still do. Oh, you know, like, oh damn! Jesus
1: you, you, Christ! You you never, this guy. This guy keeps know.
0: track of uh, ten different uh, panel shows in Britain. but Doesn't know the, about the Chief Mouser. That's correct. What if you go on one of those panel shows and they ask you about the Chief Mouser?
1: I'll just stare at them. <laughs> I mean, this this might be. This might be a way for us to get onto one of those panel shows. Yeah,
0: welcome to my plan, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do oh, the. Oh no,
1: I think I think that was both of our plans because. Yeah. Well, I mean, shall we just divulge it now?
0: What the reverse James Corden? Yes. Yeah. This. I mean, this whole podcast. Th- this is really just sometimes weekly. Entirely uh, is a we're trying to reverse James Corden, uh, which James is... Corden
1: famously. Uh, a dumb Brit that succeeded in America right. because right. America thought he was smart because he was British. Right. But it was actually, eh, I'm eh, and we're, not, we're, we're not really a fan.
0: We're dumb Americans and we can go to, to Britain. Nah, we're not, No, nah, we, we are. I mean, uh, relative to understanding their culture, we're a little bit dumb.
1: Well, Maybe. that's why we have a segment on this podcast called British Invasion. British Invasion. Order!
0: So we are going to try a, to pull off a reverse James Corden. It's a very long plan, but it, the idea is... Uh, and this is sort of why Adam Thorne's wearing a, a wig and a robe uh, because there's the ultimatum that we must interview a, a member of the Lord of Parliament in order for Thorne to literally to, go there. to literally derobe. I love Richard Sunak, he's a good guy. He doesn't
1: even know who he is. I
0: love him. I said, David Cameron. Here's a weak guy, David Cameron. He used he, to.
1: But Trump doesn't even know who David Cameron is either.
0: He directed the Titanic. And when Rose threw the jewel, I said the jewel into the ocean. Richard Sunak was there, and he said, Well done, director David Cameron. We're gonna send you down on a submersible. And no one's ever heard it. I just I just invented it. submersible. It's a imploding
1: device. <laughs> uh so yeah, we have the British So, Rushi Sunak is the prime minister but of the of, Great of these
0: are United Great British Isles states.
1: The United Sturch
0: There's been a lot of scandals there.
1: Yeah, is so he- his his uh, the, that was that was really where we were going with this. The government is collapsing. Okay. Um they are at least 20 points behind in most opinion polls. They will have to call an election sometime between now and December of 2024. Typically, br- in, in most occurrences, British elections are held in May, but that's... And that's
0: in honor of Theresa May. Oh,
1: of course. The former yeah, the, uh, British Prime Minister. And the current Member of Parliament from Maidenhead. From Maidenhead? Maidenhead, They're yes. naming
0: everything after her.
1: She, she was in over her skis, too. But they the uh, actually, really, all of these conservative prime ministers, I would argue. Ex- well, actually, no. David Cameron was in over his skis too, because he didn't have. Now nah, we're going. He back led to, them
0: down the path. Well, that and we're, led we're, to, now we're to going Brexit. back to the
1: 2010 general election, which again, that's something else that will be discussed when he had to. He never had an outright. Minority. We're
0: starting. Yeah, I mean, to give you an idea, we're starting in Britain in 2023. We plan to work our way back to uh, Thatcher. To, to, to I would say to King or, William the
1: First. Oh boy, that's, is, that, is that someone? I mean, yes, it's a, it's a person. That's, yeah. we're, we got to go back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Remind me to always do my plugs before your segment, to always talk about you know, SometimesWeekly.com, Patreon, YouTube.
1: So when they turn it off,
0: inevitably. Yeah. Except for our British listeners, uh, who slowly will become the core of this podcast,
1: right. as, opera- this,
0: as Operation Reverse James Corden continues.
1: This is BBC Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Um... So Sunak, significantly behind. Sir Kier Starmer. Behind in the Starmer. polls and in the opinion. Opinion or, polls. Yeah. He, he's, you know, losing members of, of, of parliament. You know, he still has a majority, but Sir kier Starmer is going to be the next That's Prime the leader of the opposition. Yes, he's Member the leader. Member of the what party? Labor.
0: Labor party. They're, they're, they're the uh, lefties.
1: Yes. Color-wise, it, they have the opposite sure. of what is of going America. on in America. Yeah. You know, you know. There's Democrat blue, and then there's um, Democrat- fascist red. We say democratic. Don't start using their language. Oh, I. Well, now I'm talking like. Um, oh, what was the o- older Sununu from? Uh, oh dear, because he always called it the Democrat Party.
0: So what? Sh- what should we keep our eye on with uh, Sunak's government?
1: Uh, Sunak and Boris Johnson had got um, gotten uh, inquiried by a parliamentary committee about their covid policies so that there's been several over the past several days they've they've each gone in front of this committee and had to answer questions for you know safety during the initial parts of covid did their policies influence you know more deaths because of for instance the one from yesterday was about rushi sunak advocating that people eat out or at least purchase takeout or takeaway as it would be in Britain takeaway orders to keep these businesses afloat henceforth the government wouldn't have to provide parachute payments to these businesses. Right. So if it comes out of the consumer's pocket, then the government is free of responsibility. That's a very conservative government type you know, policy, but it's also like, I can understand it from like a, a, a mental and emotional standpoint as well. Like, Hey, you know, maybe I will leave the house once every two weeks to, you know, go get, you know, well, you know, curry takeaway or something. Sure. The, committee wanted to know if that made more people die and I don't I don't know if we'll really ever have the answer to that because what other pandemic do we have to compare it to in modern times there are none right and there is none so we'll keep an eye on I mean we will keep, yeah, so keep an eye on that I mean Starmer has been hitting sooner of the opposition relentlessly at prime minister's questions that yeah. that also part of my British origin story that's where I got up to speed at least currently and by currently, I mean over the past 10 years about British politics by watching episodes of weekly episodes of Prime Minister's Questions, right. which is 30 minutes every Wednesday at noon British time, where the when Parliament is in session, the leader of the opposition debates the Prime Minister on issues of the yeah. day. Um, last week, one of the issues of the day was they signed a... the UK signed a treaty with Rwanda, which... There's question about Rwandan human rights and the British providing lawyers in Rwandan courts. I mean, that that is very, very colonial and very strange. Sure. Um, but the sunak government is simply running out the clock. Um, they have to call. They're legally required by the Fixed-Term Parliaments Act of 2011 to call a general election no, uh, no more than five years after the, the last one. So there will be an election in Britain in 2024. It just depends on when. Sunak is going to lose. There is no question about that. Starmer will become prime minister.
0: So uh, last question. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I hope you're doing all right. I know we did lose Queen Elizabeth uh, somewhat. Early. We
1: lost Elizabeth and we lost Betty Boothroyd right around uh, at the same time.
0: Queen Elizabeth passed. Who's the new queen? I mean, what happens? Who 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 uh, Who took over? King Charles. Yeah, Charles the yep. third. King Charles, King Charles the uh, third, and then next is Prince William. He's next in line. Yep. Uh, Prince Philip was the Queen's former husband who died uh, oh. months before he died. Oh no, no, not months, years. Years, and they kind of just kept doing the blood of children or whatever to keep him going. Yeah.
1: Um, Stem cell
0: injection. I, I once got into an argument, or rather, I observed an argument happening uh, with some British friends uh, who were in the United States visiting. I was in Washington D.C., uh, and I, I we were in an Uber, and it was me in the front seat, and maybe five or six of them in the back of this Uber. And I said, you know, what, what's the you? Know, how do you really guys feel about the monarchy? It's not something I think about. I, you know, we live in a democracy. We elect our leader. Um, anyone uh, can become the president of the United States, as we've sort of seen uh, in the last little bit. And uh, they were, aside from one of them, who was, uh, what do you call, a defender of the monarchy? Yeah, he's he's a monarchist. He's a monarchist, that's the word, yeah, that you would use. Uh, Well, you know, the other four or five of of the the British people said it's a waste of money, uh, it's a waste of taxpayer money, that it's and uh, by the way, the, the listener uh, Thorn is rolling his eyes, which uh, seems to indicate you have a monarchist bend.
1: I uh, slightly, I think it's I I enjoy the 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 pageantry of it for pageantry's sake, and I know it's not my tax money. That's well, going I was to just gonna it. say, is this because so, it's not
0: your rolling, pageantry? Like you just are on the outside it's, it's looking the same, in. It's the
1: same way that Brits observe American politics, right? You that's know, a good they, point. they enjoy they enjoy the horse race. Yeah. Um aspect of American campaigns. Right. Because they have nothing to do with
0: it. And you enjoy their stability by way of uh, uh I, I do systemic st- oppression. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> Your
0: words, not mine. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Um No, because um the pageantry part of it and I do enjoy some um, antiquated aspects of it. Just as a connection to the past, but I, I yeah. also enjoy connections to the past. Right and here in the
0: U.S., too. I, I understand it. I mean, it's not your—it's not your fight to be in. So you really don't need to take a stance on how you feel about the monarchy. Uh, and it's not like they have any power that are—they don't have any real power influencing us. Uh, they definitely. I mean, they have power within the bounds of their society, uh, but uh that doesn't impact our lives so we, no. get, we get to sort of watch as spectators
1: no but in, in the juxtaposition of that is you know I I am a, I am a football fan a yeah. soccer fan um and they are I taught you that a little
0: bit earlier <laughs>
1: and they are uh, very obviously anti-monarchy you know it's a soccer is a working class sport right and so they you know the Premier League was cancelled. Mm-hmm. during the forced mourning after Elizabeth's death. And then when they, the first match back, or For, one of the first matches forced back. Forced mourning, I really like that. 10 days of it.
0: Yeah, when I pass away, I'll, I'll, I'll be forced
1: mourning my friends, too. Good, yeah, well. I me going clear my calendar. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> soon! As I look to a fake watch, um, <laughs> the, the Liverpool supporters, after the Queen passed, or after Her Majesty passed, uh, they they couldn't do a moment of silence before kickoff. I think... uh, Lots of shouting.
0: To end the podcast, I think, you know, to make up for that dereliction
1: of... Of time called the British Invasion segment?
0: Of citizenry, that dereliction of citizenry, that those uh, football fans, that means soccer. We should take a moment of silence in honor of uh, Her Former Majesty, the Queen... Uh, could you just say a few words and lead lead us into this a moment of silence, which will end the podcast? Well, you have to say words first, then do the moment of silence. Oh,
1: oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, um, Elizabeth II's grace, fealty to country, and duty shall forever be remembered. That's been Adam Thorne's British Invasion and this
0: has been the Sometimes Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Butler. You can go to SometimesWeekly.com to get all the links to the other things and uh, pour one out for Queen Elizabeth I. (laughs) Take care.